Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name is John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we are joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, their families, and the community. We'll also be discussing issues in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Check out our daily articles on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. He's a former Homeland Security, Customs, and Border Patrol officer, U.S. military veteran. And he's here to talk about border security, smuggling, human trafficking, narco-trafficking, and so much more heading your way on the Law Enforcement Today Show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Joining us on the phone, calling from Northern Virginia area, Jason Piccolo. Jason, thanks so much for joining us on the Law Enforcement Today show. Very much appreciated. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. A man of many talents, a man who's got quite an extensive background. We'll let him tell you more about that in just a moment. He has worked in federal agencies, still works in a federal agency. We can't say which one. Uh, you were at Homeland Security, Customs. Uh, the, better yet, Jason, why don't you give us a bird's eye <laughs> view of your career? Because it, it covers quite a bit. Sure. I, my wife always laughs. She's with the FBI, so she's only had one badge. I think I've had about seven. <laughs> so I started out, actually, in the 1990s, I was an enlisted artilleryman uh, in the active duty in the reserves. And then I went on and joined the U.S. Border Patrol in 2000. At uh, the same time, I also commissioned into the military as an infantry officer. But, yeah, I started off for the U.S. Border Patrol on the southwest border up there in, um, by San Diego in Otay Mountains. And then I became a U.S. Customs Special Agent, and they, that transitioned into ICE. And then where did I go? I went to Iraq for a year and a half because I was uh, recalled back to active duty. So I did a tour there. When I got back, I went to work for uh, the DOD as a special agent, working the uh, Guantanamo Bay cases. Did that for a while. Then I moved to Philadelphia uh, to another DOD position. And then I went to, back to work for ICE, moved my way up to ICE headquarters, and then uh, here I am. So, yeah, I've had a, a bunch of badges. That's a, yeah, Well, that's quite a collection. Uh, I can see your wife's point of view. She's only had one. I only had one. I have two. My, my active and retired. That's it. But <laughs> I'm glad you decided to join us and talk about There's so many things in the news nowadays, when we hear people talk about Homeland Security, we hear people talk about ICE, we hear people talk about 
Customs and Border Patrol. And I'll be honest with you, I can't keep track of one from the other. I know the CBP has been around for a very long time. It's a big agency. Yeah, you know what? And that's the thing is, if you don't have an org chart in front of you, there's like 10 different pieces to it. Now, ICE itself, only 40% of their mission is actually immigration-related. The rest is everything you could imagine from uh, terrorism to computer crimes to sex trafficking investigations, child exploitation. And one of their big, uh, big action items is narcotics investigations. And that's one of the things I did back on the southwest border in the early 2000s. So their org chart is huge. But you would think by listening to the news and the news media that all ICE does is immigration. That's it. That's it. It's absolutely what everybody thinks. Well, you know, I guess that holds true, too, with Secret Service. I didn't know until I was a police in Baltimore that they also did, you know, in addition to protecting the president, they did counterfeiting. They did that. They also, I believe, do a lot of child pornography investigations and things of that nature. They do a lot of things more than what you would think. That's the same way with the IRS. Nobody knows that the IRS has special agents that actually on these racketeering and organized crime investigations, narco investigations, everything. Nobody really knows what's going on unless they actually work these types of cases. And I think even the people who live within the Beltway, the Washington, D.C. suburbs uh, with inside and work inside, uh, really don't even have an idea of what the agency right in the building right next door to them does. No, not at all. Where I work is right near the Reagan building, and I didn't even know the Reagan building has a huge uh, influx of Customs of Border Protection, Border Patrol agents. And the only way you'd know that is because their uniforms walking around. Yeah, it's it's a different world. And if we rely solely on the news media to tell us what different law enforcement agencies, especially at a federal level, do, we'd all be misguided and misled. And I, I think that's a big part of what's going on. And I've noticed, too, and I don't do partisan politics on a show. I always tell people we avoid that like the plague. That's probably the cop of me coming out. But the, the news media, if we relied on them to tell us the truth about what's going on and facts about what's going on, especially when it comes to agencies that they consider to be controversial now, like Homeland Security, like ICE, like uh, Border Patrol. And, and these people have been doing a great job and they do many things that none of us are really aware of. And I'm totally in the dark, to be honest with you. No, and I wrote an article um, for the Washington Examiner about what ICE did for the Super Bowl. And nobody realizes that. I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. I, a lot of people do realize it, but not, outside of the law enforcement community, probably not. But child ex- exploitation and child trafficking, sex trafficking at the Super Bowl, the sex trade, they held. They had a huge presence there. And they actually ran a big investigation, netting 33 arrests just in that one weekend. Yeah, that's something that we don't think of, and we always think it's going to happen in another part of the world, but it happens right in our own cities, our own towns, runaways, things of that nature. Uh, the old scene of the, the bus station where the kid, the, the young girl, runs away and goes to New York City and is approached by uh, a pimp, for lack of better words, really holds true. No, it does. And, you know, that's one thing. And You know, this is an easy way to equate Homeland Security investigations and ICE is anything with a nexus to the border. So anything going across the border, either direction, ICE investigates, whether it's arms trafficking or people trafficking, money going south, drugs coming north. I mean, that's what they do. That's what I call it, the nexus. So everything pretty much stems from there. Yeah, and that's why, you know, DEA, 
does narcotics. We know that. I mean, that's Drug Enforcement Administration. But they usually typically have a domestic roots to their cases, and they don't really have that nexus to the border. Now, I did not know that. And I was detailed the DEA, uh, the Baltimore Washington Task Force, many, many years ago uh, for cocaine organizations in Baltimore and did not know. But we we focused on the source in Miami and the distribution points throughout Baltimore and the Maryland suburbs. Yeah, and, you know, that's why they have these HIDA task force, which is high-intensity drug trafficking agency task force. That's where the DEA, your ICE, your HSI, your customs, and everybody works together and where they could work these international cases without running over agency lines. So that's a great aspect of it. That's what I used to work in San Diego as a HIDA team. And that's also a great way to prevent duplication of efforts. And you'd always hear the stories, and they happen from time to time, where uh, you have a DEA running an undercover operation and then some other federal agency like FBI running a similar undercover operation and the, the two undercovers are working against each other. And those <laughs> things do happen, you know, but they're not as often oh, yeah. as people make them out to be. And you know what? I got to tell you this story. We're in San Diego. Our source is supposed to be meeting with a bad guy in a Denny's. Um, we forgot to clear the area with the uh, the local intelligence organization that tells you who's running. So we're driving around, and next thing you know, I see a, a tinted-out domestic vehicle. I, we drive up to it, rolls the window down, and yep, you're right, it was DEA. And it was their source meeting with our source. Isn't that something? Yeah. Uh, I think I was yeah, watching crazy. the uh, Netflix show about... Uh, the cartels, uh, the narcos, uh, oh, from yeah, Colombia, narcos, yeah. and they talked about Kiki Camarena, and I do remember when that happened and how tragic that was. Oh, and they oh, showed an incident where he was involved, and it was uh, an undercover with uh, city police, and they yeah. were at each other. Uh, so it does happen. Yeah, but they have the clearinghouses, which is great. And if for the audience that doesn't realize, the clearinghouse is something where the law enforcement agencies will all call in and say, "Hey, you know what?" I'm doing an operation over on 123 Main Street. Uh, can you clear it for us to make sure there's nobody else in the area? And that works out perfect, as long as everybody uses it. We didn't have that back in the day. How long has that been around? Oh, that's been around for probably about uh, oof, a couple decades at least. Yeah, that shows how long I've been retired. And, and when I did narcotics <laughs> investigation, it was a totally different thing. Well, but- you know, I don't know. Even on the East Coast, I don't know what they do on the East Coast, but this was like San Diego where you have every – every three-letter agency and, you know, 50,000 people working dope. So you had to do something. Yeah, we used to call them the alphabets. There's all the alphabet agencies that be there. We're going to talk more with Jason Piccolo about narco-terrorism, narcotic smuggling, border security, human trafficking, sex trafficking, and so much more. This is a Law Enforcement Today show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. 
Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Rates based on a man age 42 with no tobacco use of any form for 20 years. Policy number 25. Policy underwritten by various life insurance companies. Premium includes a $50 policy fee. Rates and underwriting criteria. Subject to change at any time. Not available in some states. You've heard those term life insurance ads with the rates read very low. And at the end, they have a long disclaimer read extremely fast. Why? Because most people like us will never qualify for those rates. It's just a way to get you to call. Listen, at the term lifeline, we'll never quote you a low rate hoping you'll call. Then try to sell you something else. But we do promise to get you the best rates available on policies of $500,000 or more with professional service. Don't waste your valuable time. Get the real rates you want on term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more from the Term Lifeline. Call now. 800-957-6068-800-957-6068-800-957-6068. That's 800-957-6068. Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine going nowhere and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron Legrand and for over 35 years now I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677, 24 hours, and leave a message, I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800 956 0677 get your free starter kit until 500 are gone you'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk largely tax-free and get 90 percent of the work done for you for pennies that's 800-956-0677 800-956-0677 again 800-956-0677 that's 800-956-0677 We are talking with Jason Piccolo. Jason is, I'm, I'm not sure what to call you, Jason. Uh, I like to say a former. Yeah, former. You could say former, former ICE, former DHS supervisor, just former. I have so many titles in my And background. by the way, let me thank you for your service, not just in the federal government for those agencies, which I know some of what you did is difficult, but also thank you for your service in the military. Very much appreciated. Oh, thank you. I, I'm glad I've served. And so many of our. Our veterans, at least in local police work, a lot of our officers were, were veterans. I always tell people, I was trained beginning in 1980 by Vietnam veterans that were police officers, and our commanders and some of the really old-timers were Korean War veterans. And so I really got the benefit from men and, and women who had been involved in policing and had been involved in the military and in and foreign conflicts in combat quite often, and that experience was uh, extremely beneficial because you can't buy that kind of experience anywhere. No, you can't. And I was Army in the 1990s originally, so I was like the Clinton era. So we didn't have a lot of combat vets back then. We had some that went to Desert Storm, but now we didn't have that Vietnam era. And, you know, you mentioned a lot of veterans in the law enforcement now, and that's one of the things I do on the side 
is I volunteer with this Hire Heroes USA, mm-hmm. and I'm throwing that out there. So if anybody's in law enforcement and management or anything involved with the hiring, they could also volunteer for these organizations. And what I do is like, hey, a veteran, a veteran wants to get into federal law enforcement. The organization gets a hold of me and says, hey, can you talk to this candidate? So I've, I've walked so many people through the Border Patrol process, the ICE process. So for your audience members out there who are, you know, police managers or anybody in the hiring process, looking to volunteer and help get these vets into uniform, back idea. into a uniform. It, yeah. it really is. And there's such great people to work with. Uh, and like I said, that, that experience they bring to the table is invaluable. And I found just from my own experiences, a lot of people say, you know, when you retire from law enforcement, I, I'm not sure if it's the same with feds as it is with locals that is difficult to find a job. And I found that not to be the case with me at all. I found employers loved having retired police working for them. Yeah, it's the same way with vets. They, I mean, I would love to hire vets all day long. I mean, not that there's other great candidates out there who just have regular experience, but I like to, I like to see them transition into a different, you know, continue their service because a lot of them just want to serve. Yeah, And they're, they're really good at it. And we also... Without sounding ideological, I believe we owe it to them to to give them opportunities and in, in oh, employment through, once they're done. Uh, we do. No, I agree, and that's why we have a lot of the veterans' preference. You just have to make sure we use it. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on now. I, I, I watch the news, and like I said, without getting into partisan politics, you know, I had a guest on a show named uh, Danny Shaw. He is a Department of Public Safety, Texas State Highway Patrol. I don't know the terms they use. They have so many different terms compared to what we had in Maryland. But he was working a detail assisting Customs Border Patrol in the Rio Grande Valley area and was shot in a firefight from across the river from what they thought were the good guys on the Mexican side. But they never could quite determine where that came from or get more details. Yet I hear all the time people saying, well, there's no real problem down there. And yet... I hear from people like him and, and so many guests on the Law Enforcement Day show that there's a lot of problems at our southern border. Is that oversimplifying it? No, there are a lot of problems. And with, you know, and I don't want to get too political, but I call it hip pocket or snapshot journalism. You go down there, you get a photo op at 3 p.m. in the afternoon next to a fence in, a, in an urban area like San Diego, and then you go home back to wherever. I, I always tell people, if you want to know the real border, go out to one of these small areas out in the middle of Arizona, New Mexico, where there's just a string of fence in front of you. Sit up around 3, 3 a.m. in the morning by yourself and just listen. And you're going to hear the traffic coming and going. I mean, it's it's that evident out in these areas. There's these smuggling corridors out there that are just incredible. I mean, the real border is like the old, old west cowboy. It's bloody. It's deadly. You have banditos out there. And anything that comes across that border is a commodity to the smuggling organizations. Figure $5,000 a head for everybody getting smuggled into the U.S., that's a billion dollars a year just for bodies. And then you factor in all the narcotics coming across, you're talking, what, two, $300 billion a year coming and yeah. going across that border? Yeah, and, and uh, we're talking about what we're talking about, heroin, cocaine, marijuana, methamphetamine. Is there anything else I'm missing that's coming from uh, across the border? No, now you have the uh, the opioids coming in from China via the the southwest border, even coming in from the northern border. So, I mean, you haven't anything you can imagine is coming across the border. 
you made a good term. What do you call it? Hip pocket journalism, or, or yeah. it's like they, <laughs> want, they want to make it about a simple fact. Well, these people are seeking asylum, so we need to help them, and they totally disregard everything else that's going on, as yeah, if that's a whole like, scenario, and it's not. You know, in the military, we used to call it hip pocket training, where you just have to kind of some, pull something out of uh, your hip pocket. pocket yeah, train, uh, yeah, your hip pocket, and I called hip pocket journalism. I mean, you're getting the sound bites out there. You got to get the scoop. Anything you could do, boom. But we really need to focus on what the real problem is. It's these the actual organizations. Nothing can happen that comes and goes across that border without an actual drug trafficking organization or the cartel having their hand in it. And these guys are not nice guys. No, they're not, but they're it's a business. And until we disrupt or dismantle that illicit business the the flow of bodies and and smuggled goods including i mean it could be anything from cigarettes now to arms to anything coming and going is going to come across that border so we have actually a scenario where people are smuggling arms across the border both directions yeah well we know at least southbound and then we as far as coming north that's where the cigarettes come in i mean because they're not taxed i mean it's just anything my friend said, if you could smuggle a penny for a half a cent of profit, they're going to smuggle it. I mean, it's just anything. And here's one of the things I always tell people. And I, I, First of all, there's a big movement across the United States about legalizing marijuana. And people ask me all the time. It's almost like a gotcha. <sighs> what do you think? You're retired police. And I always <laughs> tell them, look, make it legal. I really don't care. I, I, I don't do that stuff. I'm a sober kind of guy. I, so I don't even drink alcohol. I'm not going to smoke pot, whether it's legal or not. But back in the day when people were saying, well, I'm just buying a dime bag from my local dealer. And I said, what you don't realize is part of that money you're spending with your local dealer is going down south. And that's being used to buy bullets and guns. And they're murdering people en masse in Mexico. And they're putting them in 55-gallon drums with acid. And you're yep, helping support them down. that. And people go, no, no, not my $5. No, not my $10. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, in any one week when I was down at the border, I was part of what they call a proactive group. So we were working anything that came across, we would jump on it, whether it be like a large load of marijuana, Coke. But anything, any given day, you could pick up a 10, 20,000 pound load of, of weed coming across. I mean, that's just daily routine down there. And we're talking like 20,000 pounds of weed in a tractor trailer. So yeah, it goes from there. It gets up to like L.A. or Phoenix, gets distributed out, and it comes all the way down to that dime bag later on. So, yeah, that same dime bag came from somewhere where some bad guy brought it across the border. And quite frankly, if you didn't have the demand up here, you wouldn't have the supply. No. And I always give this Walmart analogy where you have to supply everybody in every small town goes to a Walmart. And let's say you have to supply milk every week. Same thing with cocaine. Every small town has cocaine that needs to be supplied every week. I mean, not one town in this country, maybe one town, doesn't have some sort of drug um, drug in it. So, so how much is coming across? We're not getting that much at the border to stop no. a little of it. No. And we're going to take a short break. We are talking with Jason Piccolo. We're going to be talking about customs, border patrol, homeland security, smuggling, narco-terrorism, a great conversation. This is Law Enforcement Today's show. Don't go anywhere. I promise you, we'll be right back. Epidemic 
America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine going nowhere and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron Legrand and for over 35 years now I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677, 24 hours, and leave a message, I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800-956-0677. Get your free starter kit until 500 are gone. You'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk, largely tax-free, and get 90% of the work done for you for pennies. That's 800-956-0677. 800-956-0677. Again, 800-956-0677. That's 800-956-0677. Every community across the United States, towns, cities, states, we have law enforcement officers. We have first responders. We have incredible stories of heroism from our first responders. From law enforcement officers, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters. In addition to that, we have heroic crime victim survivors. If you want to tell your story, of survival and how you recovered and how you rebuilt your life. Feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you as a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. We made it so easy to get a hold of us, too. There's many different ways. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. The Contact Us page of the webpage. Download our free app on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. You can contact us through the free app. You can contact us on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, send me an email. My email address is J, that's J-A-Y, at lawenforcementtoday.com. You see, we'd love to hear your story. And we know, we hear so often, I have a story to tell, but no one will give me a platform. Law Enforcement Today is your platform. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly, we now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for 
Law Enforcement Today radio show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. Joining us on the phone, calling from Northern Virginia, Jason Piccolo. Jason, uh, former Homeland Security, former Border Patrol, former Customs, uh, and an Army veteran. Did I miss any? Um, I don't think so. I'm a doctor, too. (laughs) (laughs) At least I play one on the radio, right? Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm actually a doctor in strategic security. Get out of here. (laughs) Where does a guy like you find the time to get all that done? Oh, I don't know. I just hang out with my kids and write. That's amazing. That's what I do now. (laughs) A a real quick story. A good friend of the show, his name is Jesse. He is uh, Bozeman, Montana, police department now. Uh, He was in a sheriff's department down here in Florida. Uh, I believe he's a Marine veteran. And he went to the police academy for sheriff's department. And one of the guys in his class said, yes, great, you got military service, blah, 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 but you know, I got a college degree, so one day I'll be your boss, and you won't. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah? So this guy got, while he's working, he got his bachelor's degree, his master's degree, and his doctorate. And uh, you would never know by talking to him. He's just a down-to-earth regular guy. I hope that's the way I am, too. Well, that's the, the way most of I- the guests are, be honest with you. I just want to teach college when I'm done. I'm teaching community college now. I love it. That's all I want to do when I get out of here is teach law enforcement. About how much longer before you retire and you can do that full time? Uh, three years and 10 months. Not that you're counting, mind you. Nope. <laughs> all right. So let's go back to this conversation. And I, I hate to say it this way. I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I'm saying, but I, I am fascinated in an odd sort of way. And, and it's in disgusting. I'm disgusted and fascinated the same way with the concept of smuggling, especially when it comes to the human smuggling and the human trafficking. And you say they go hand in hand with the guns, the arms, and the drug narcotic smugglers, correct? It's all a business. And they call it the plaza down there where you have to pay in order to go through the certain areas. And then you also got to bring in a factor that there's tunnels. You know, I was part of the tunnel task force back in the same day, and there was complex tunnels down there. And you had the ad hoc tunnels, which are just, you know, burrowing under the fence. But, yeah, they had, like, complex tunnels with train systems in it. And that's where the, a lot of these drugs are coming across, underneath these fences, into warehouses. So, yeah, I mean, you got to remember, these smugglers – and I like to here's – here's one thing I want to point out to the audience – you're a border agent. You get down there. You're there for three to five years. You're working day in and day out. I call it the border burnout. In three to five years, you either try to get off the border, or if you can't get off the border, you go to a different agency. Because really, you can't be working dope cases the rest of your life no. in the same area. So what do you do? So you're, you're shuffling out in three to five years. If you stick around, you stick around. You're probably not going to be one of the most hard-charging agents, or you might be. But that's going to be few and far between. These smuggling organizations have been born into it. And if they haven't, they were recruited at younger ages. And they've been doing it for decades and decades. I mean, we're talking in the 1980s is when the splurge started with the, uh, with the powder and cocaine. Uh-huh. So we're talking, what, you know, almost 40 years now? Right, right. Yeah, and, and they're, they're pros at it. They've, they've learned this. And what we always say is that since there is a demand, they're going to fill that was supply and they're going to find a way to get it done yeah exactly and 
we're shifting bodies out. We're bringing new agents out of the border. It takes them a year just to get, you know, their their feet on the ground. And then what do we do? We're in three to five years. There's no incentive to keep them at their border. You can only make so much money, and you can only. And a lot of people like to to throw out there like, hey, you know what? Well, we're paying their bills, and they have a job. They they better work. Twenty four seven. I'm like, it just doesn't work it that way. These that. are human beings. One of the things that, I, that that I, from my own experience, when I work, I don't work narcotics for a long time in Baltimore. And when I was scheduled to be promoted, I did well in the sergeant's test. They moved me out back into patrol in uniform, and it was like a breath of fresh air handling something other than narcotics investigations. Yeah, it is. I, I can imagine going to homicide you know, calls was so was was like, yeah. oh my goodness, thank goodness. I, I, you, it, it's tough working that all the time because you deal with the worst aspects of society. Now think about what you just said. You're working the worst aspects of society as a career. Now how do we nowadays? How are we going to recruit enough people to go after these big organizations? Right now, it's tough to hire special agents. I know that for my wife. I mean, it, you can't even get anybody to go in the FBI. Trying to get enough people to to pass the, the rigorous background investigations to get into Homeland Security investigations and then get them on the border, you're talking it's going to take, you know, a year, year and a half. And a tremendous amount of money spent in training and acquiring those those people. Exactly. Then you have them for maybe three to five years before they want to move out to the outside of the border. And you know, I get that part. It, the burnout rate must be high. And to be honest with you, I'm... I, I feel almost, uh, I want to apologize because I never really considered the burnout factor for people working their border. I just never thought of it. I thought it was, I, I'm used to what I was used to. Yeah, and it's, well, you, I, mean, I can imagine you'd burn out after a while. I did a, I did a detail to Camden, uh, New Jersey, to hide a task force there uh-huh. for a leadership TDY about five or six years ago. And uh, man, those guys are rocking and rolling all the time. Yeah. And that's it. Brought me back to the border days, where it's just like you know, you don't have any respite. I mean, you just your life is the job. It is, and we we had days, literally weeks, where you would get a roll call, you'd get your your battery. The other cop you were leaving, he had the the, the car and he had the radio, and you'd switch, and there would be three calls backed up for you, and it was just like that from. The minute you got your car till you were done. And you're lucky if you got off on time. And we never got a lunch break. It just was unheard of. Very rare. I tell you what, I've so as a, been a career federal agent, I have so much respect for that police that you have, you have no idea. And I don't know any field agent out there that does not have that same respect. I mean, just, wow. That's good to hear. It's nice to hear. And uh, and I, what we always said was we loved they working with the feds because they had so much great stuff. They had cars, <laughs> they had equipment, they had money. We had <laughs> nothing, you know. Oh, I understand that. So, how bad is the smuggling overall between narcotics, weapons, people? Uh, how big of a problem is it? Well. You know, the weapons going south, I don't know. You know, that's one of those ATF type things. But the people and the narcotics is just as bad as it was, you know, since the inception of anything getting smuggled across that border. It hasn't died down at all. And the only way you're going to do that is if you go down south and you disrupt those organizations or take away their leaders up here in America. Right. So, and that's no matter how many resources you throw at it, it's going to be an, a non stop onslaught. This is the Law Enforcement Today show. We are talking with Jason Piccolo. We will be right back. 
Americans are going crazy for a new Italian diet pill that burns three times more fat than dieting alone. And the next 100 callers get three bottles for free. Sold under the brand name Invigorate 3X, this powerful pill triggers metabolic acceleration, a process that's deficient to most Americans, making weight loss a hassle. But a new study shows 30 pounds gone in 90 days with just two capsules a day. Julie B. of Nashville says, I was skeptical, but when I saw a famous doctor made it, I decided to try it. I was shocked. I lost 16 pounds in six weeks. For a limited time, our listeners get three free bottles with a qualifying order. Call 1-800-932-1786 now to get started. Call in the next 10 minutes and also get a free bottle of the Doctor's Ultra Detox. And don't forget your free 14-day diet fix. No obligation and 100% free when you call right now. 800-932-1786. 800-932-1786. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Back to the Law Enforcement Today show. Joining us, Jason Piccolo. Jason is a former Homeland Security, former Customs former Border Patrol agent. He's a doctor. He teaches college. I feel like such an underachiever, Jason. Thank you so very much for joining us. No, you're not, believe me. Hey, the best title I have is father. Isn't that a great one? It. Yeah. My, oh, my God. My daughters are now 30 and 29, and uh, that oh, means wow. I, I've gotten to be a lot older than I ever thought I'd be. <laughs> How old are yours? I- uh, eight and ten. I could talk about them all day long. They'll be teenagers before you know, man. It's right around the uh, corner. Shh. Don't tell me. That's a conversation for another day. So you, you're doing all this stuff, and you're also writing. Again, yeah, I wrote a book. What do you find the time to do all this? I don't know. I uh, What I do is I sit at, I have a laptop computer. I just put it on my little lap desk or whatever. My daughter and I just watch some TV and stuff at night, and I just type. It's crazy. Tell us about your book. What is the title of the book, and what's it about? The book is called Unwavering, A Border Agent's Journey from Hunter to Hunted. And it details my time on the border as a Border Patrol agent, uh, working narco-trafficking, up until the time I I went to D.C. Little, you know, pit stop in Iraq. I mentioned that. That's in there a little bit. Really, it's just my whole law enforcement career and, and what I did throughout my whole career. It's now available on Amazon for pre-order. There it comes go. out next. To, I'm getting a radio voice down. It comes out March 15th. Again, where do they get more information about the book? Where can people order it? You can order it on Amazon. Look up Jason Piccolo. It'll pop right up. It's called Unwavering. Or you could go to jpiccolo.com, and it'll be right there. That's just the letter J. Yep. Awesome. All right. So, and I'm not going to have any conversation about Brian Song and Brian Piccolo and all this <laughs> stuff because that's way before a lot of people's time. By the way, if someone had asked me movies that are guaranteed to make grown men cry, that's one of them. James Conn. It is. Uh, and I can't remember the other actor's name who was with them and played Gail Sayers. Man, just, I don't care how tough you are, unless you're a psychopath, you're going to, you're going to choke up. That's a tough one to watch. 
Oh, it is. And my brother's name is actually Brian. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet he heard it uh, his entire lifetime. Uh-huh, he has. What's one thing that most people would have no concept about, just say Customs and Border Patrol officers and what they do? They have no concept that they work so, they work, they seize and investigate more drugs than any agency out there. I mean, Coast Guard will go out there and pop a ship with two tons, but overall, every day, they're seizing, investigating multi-tons of everything you can imagine, every day. And what makes that, I've seen these television shows, I believe on National Geographic, where they have uh, one of those channels, Border Patrol guys, and men and women, and they're out on horseback, they're out on ATVs, they have helicopters, and you're talking about the areas of the country where it's not near the big cities, and they're using night vision, and it's amazing. what the, It's almost like they're in warfare. It is. And if you, that's what I was saying. Unless you actually go out to these areas, uh, for our East Coast audience out there, you have to imagine the border is from, it's the length of Route 95, from Maine to Miami. That's how big our border is. I had kind no concept that it was that large. Yep, 2,000 miles. That's amazing. So it literally would take you, uh, if it was a long straight highway where you could do 75 miles an hour uh, on the border, it would take you at least two days to cover the whole thing, if not three. Oh, easily. And now think about trying to patrol that area. And it's rough terrain. It's rugged. Rough terrain. On ATVs going 10 miles an hour or on horseback. And yep. it, it's got to be physically exhausting for that, those men and women as well. It is. I, I, I did the ATV for, ATVs for a while. And it's tough. You know, you're working. And we're not, you got to remember, most of this traffic is coming at night. So that's just a tough. Anybody who's working midnights out in the middle of nowhere by yourself, it's a, it's a tough situation for the guys and girls out there. I have found midnights to be very, very tough in, in the city of Baltimore. Around 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning when things are settled uh, down, it's like you're trying your best just to stay awake. It was just brutal. I can only imagine, yeah. And then trying to go home, go right to sleep right away. So to be out in the middle of, not I want to say a field, but let's just say out in the middle of like uh, the Sonoran Desert. Uh, I, 20 miles from, from anything, uh, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning. How, did they, how do you stay awake? Uh, you know, there's always movement out there. There's always a sensor going off, and if not, you're just waiting. And, you know, you get used to the midnights. But, man, it's just, you have to remember, backup is, it, it can be an hour away. It's not like the, you know, you call and you have backup right away either, too. So you got to remember that about these guys and girls out there. Are they in teams of two, three, four, or by themselves? Well, back when I used to work the mountains, a lot of times you'd be solo. Uh, so I'd imagine there's a lot of solo agents out there still. That right there is mind-blowing. Because yeah. you said, how, how far away would backup be? Well, you know, we could drop down into a canyon by yourself. And it's not like you just call a helicopter up because there's nowhere for a helicopter to land. So you could be dropping into a canyon two hours and it takes you three hours to walk out of it. And let's just say just you encounter eight bad guys and, and they're armed. Well, then you just kind of hide. <laughs> uh, that would be and the smart happened. thing to do, yeah. Yeah, that's happened a lot down on the border. And God, it never happened to me. Well, we've heard stories about some of the violence they face, and I, you know, I don't hear as much of it as there probably goes on. Yeah, my best friend was ambushed. Luckily, he squeezed off around, and they, and they got away, but they were trying to choke him out. Three of them were trying to choke him out with his Motorola wire. And uh, he eventually got away from him. 
But man, that's just scary. And he went tracking a group out into one of these canyons, and boom, they jumped him, and he's solo. If you can't fight him off, what happens? You get killed. Uh, I've seen dash cam videos of situations like when there's three or four opponents. I don't care how bad you are. It's not. It's not like the movies with Bruce Lee. It's just not like that. Uh, I, I've never seen any kind of police brawl or street fight for lack of better words that was anything remotely civilized like they portray in the movies no not at all it's not like you just punch someone once in the face and they're gone yeah unless you get a lucky shot when you're talking three guys in the middle of the night and they're trying to get your gun away from you i can only imagine what he went through yeah i i'm so glad he survived the other thing too is that you watch these movies and television shows and they always have something funny and sarcastic and smart to say afterwards you know the, the old clint eastwood things hey you feel lucky I, it was never like that for me no not at all and that's if you ever really want to see what the reality is probably watch some mma fights because you know these guys are not people just don't go down no and they they fight with everything they have especially when i i can only imagine the desperation some of these people have and when i say desperation and it's not always about looking for a new life, uh, the ideology that people have. When you're dealing with someone who is a career criminal and has been a long-term smuggler, uh, and he knows that he's going to do hard time in a U.S. prison that is not like the corrupt prisons where they come from, uh, you're going to have a fight on your hands. No, I agree. It's crazy. And that's that's what's out there now. It's not all moms and pops coming across. And, yeah, I've, I've encountered a lot of really nice families out there. And, you know, they came in, you process them, bring them back down to Mexico. But then you also find those guys who are like, wow, you are just pure evil. Yeah, they are out there. Before we run out of time, let's talk about your book again, the name of the book, where people get more information yeah. and where they can pre-order it. Sure, it's pre-order available on Amazon right now. Kindle version will be available on release as well as Audible. And you can listen to my voice again for Audible. <laughs> oh, you do, <laughs> but you're doing the, the reading? Yeah, I learned a lot of people actually like to hear the author speak. I don't know why they're going to want to hear me speak, but hey, you never know. But uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be reading that off. But I do called, detect I'm, a slight accent. Where, where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> I was say, south, southern, closer to Philly? Uh, I lived in Philly for a while, but I was born in Booton, New Jersey, right okay. outside of Morristown. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I grew up in that by the Poconos in a small town called Blairstown, New Jersey. No kidding. I was born in Paseca, but didn't live there very, very long. But let's go back to your book. Where can people get more details? Where can they pre-order it? And where can they get more information about you? Uh, they could look up Jay Piccolo, J-P-I-C-C-O-L-O.com. That'll be all about my book. And it'll tell you about me. And just also go to Amazon. You can either look up Unwavering or you can look up Jason Piccolo and it'll pop up. Jason, thanks so much for joining us on the Law Enforcement Today show. Very much appreciated, man. No, thank you. I appreciate it. One of the questions I get all the time, what is your show all about? And it's not what most people would think. We feature police officers, law enforcement officers, active, retired, spouses, family members and supporters talking about their experiences from their point of view. If you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who'd be a great guest, we'd love to hear from them and we'd accommodate them from anywhere. It doesn't matter where they are. Yeah. So just contact us. The easiest way is go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, the contact us tab. Send an email to me, j at lawenforcementtoday.com. We can also send 
uh, message via Facebook. We're all over this thing called the World Wide Web, Instagram, and all that stuff, too. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here at Law Enforcement Today. On behalf of everyone associated with the show and the website, this is John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya. Thank you.